पूर्वकोशोस्ते गुणा ओके सर यार वर्ष नाइन्टी वन टू अपू नाइन्टी फोर दिस इज ओपिनियन ऑफ वॉट वी कॉल दाहा स्कूल ऑफ मीमांसकाज हुसेदर आत्मा इज अचित स्वरूप है आत्मा इज जड़ और इनर्ट एंड कॉन्शियसनेस इज द प्रॉपर्टी ऑफ आत्मा एंड नॉट ओनली आत्मा पजेस इज द प्रॉपर्टी ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस बट ऑल्सो पजेस इज वेरियस अदर प्रॉपर्टीज दे आइडेंटिफाई नाइन डिफरेंट क्वालिटीज फॉर आत्मा इच्छा द्वेष प्रयत्न धर्म अधर्म सुख दुख संस्कार एंड कॉन्शियसनेस आर ऑल दी क्वालिटीज अकॉर्डिंग टू दैम विच बिलोंग टू आत्मा बिकॉज यू डोंट फाइंड एनी द लोकस फॉर ऑल दीज क्वालिटीज वेर इज अ डिजायर वेर इज लाइक वेर इज डिसक वेर इज मैरिड वेर इज डीमेरिड वेर इज डूअरशिप वेर इज एंजॉयरशिप ऑल दैट वी एक्सपीरियंस somewhere we have to assign them and they don't find any place where they can assign this raga dvesha ichha prayatna effort all of these and therefore all of these are assigned to atma and even though atma is supposed to be jada or inert it does exhibit the property of consciousness according to them atmanah manasa yoge when atma combines or unites with the mind then atma exhibits this consciousness in some some amazing manner or some unusual or some un, 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 unexpectable expected manner when atma comes in contact with mind this property of consciousness arises <clears throat> and when does atma come in contact with the mind as a result of the past karma when that contact arises as in waking and dream state then atma exhibits what we call consciousness and in deep sleep when the effect of the karma gets exhausted the association of atma with the mind again is gone and the atma becomes inert this is their explanation of the consciousness exhibited by the self during the waking and dream states and the lack of consciousness that we experience in the deep sleep this is the this is how they explain it is due to the contact with the mind or absence of contact with the mind how does the contact with the mind come about because of karma what brings about an absence or dissociation of atma and mind again other karma <coughs> and so that's why we call atma only in a secondary sense which is that atma is conscious because he possesses the ichha dvesha effort all of these as well as the kartrutva bhoktrutva meaning the sense of doership enjoyership all of that also is an atma and therefore only in a secondary sense they say that atma is a conscious being in a primary sense according to them atma itself is jada uh-huh. and the reason why they make this mistake is that what we consider anandamaya kosha is in fact considered by them to be atma so atma is even it transcends the anandamaya kosha also anandamaya kosha is a bhokta the enjoyer and enjoyer definitely is subject to all these limitations and that is what they consider to be atma and therefore they have come to this conclusion that atma possesses the qualities of likes dislikes etc so on and so forth and that is how their opinion is in fact as we will show that all of these qualities namely desire likes dislikes dharma adharma all of these belong to the mind even kartrutva bhoktrutva the sense of doership sense of enjoyership all of this belongs to mind and atma feels that 
He's karta and bhokta on account of identification with the mind. So when I take the mind to be I, then all those properties or qualities that belong to the mind, they as though become my qualities. And therefore I entertain the notion that I am a doer, I am an enjoyer, I am happy, I am unhappy and so forth. <coughs> However, that experience of happiness and happiness is taken to be the nature of Atma by them and that is how they present this kind of a view. <coughs> All right. Their view that Atma is Achidrupaha or Jada is refuted by other people. So this is how we ultimately arrive at the true nature of Atma. You can say that this is how the inquiry proceeds. So the first uh, thinking is that Atma is Jada. Now continuing the verse 95, it is said, Atmana Chida Chidrupatvam Bhattaha Vranayanti Bhattaha Mimam Sakaha Asseva Atmana of that very same Atma Chida Chidrupatvam So this Kumaral Bhatta and his school, they say that Atma is Chid Achidrupaha That Atma is both consciousness as well as inertness Atma is both conscious as well as inert. This is what they say. So whereas Prabhakara said that Atma is inert by nature, this other school says that Atma is both conscious as well as inert. They are called the Bhattaha, meaning the followers of Kumarila Bhatta, the Mimamsakas. This is what they say. And that's what is said in the verse 95. Gudham Chaitanya Mutpreksha Jada-bodha-svarupatam Atmano-bruvate-bhattaha Chidut-prekshot-thita-svrate Guham Chaitanyam Utpreksha Jada-bodha-svarupatam-atmanah-bruvate So, Bhattaha. Bhattaha-atmanah-jada-bodha-svarupatam-bruvate This Bhattaha, they say that Atma is both Jada and Bodha-svarupatam. Jada means inert, Bodha-svarupatam means of the nature of knowledge or consciousness. <coughs> Why do they say that? Gudham Chaitanyam Utpreksha They now analyze the experience of deep sleep where we have no consciousness at all. And therefore, it is that experience of deep sleep which leads them to conclude that Atma is both conscious as well as inert. Says the Tikagara, Bhattaha Atmanaha Gudham Aspashtam Chaitanyam Utpreksha Uhitva Chijjad Uhayatmakadam Vanayanti So, Gudham aspashtam chaitanyam utpreksha. First of all, utpreksha, utpreksha here meaning that by yukti, by kalpana. So they say that in deep sleep also a consciousness is. Of course, everyone when he wakes up says that I slept like a log, you know. When you say I slept like a log, means that I was totally unaware of anything. I was inert completely. And so our experience does seem to point that in deep sleep I was inert. However, when you say that I slept like a log, that shows that 
there was someone also who knew that they were sleeping like log. So that inner aspect of the Atma also was experienced by me in the deep sleep. And that is how they say that there is an experience of inertness as well as the inertness. Both are there in deep sleep. <coughs> so, first of all, so Chaitanyam Utpreksha Gurham Aspastam Chaitanyam Utpreksha Uhitva Kalpahitva First of all, they make the Kalpana or they imagine here that there must be that Gurham Aspastam Chaitanyam that consciousness which is not clear consciousness that is unmanifest is there in deep sleep this is what they first say whereas Prabhakara said that in deep sleep there is no consciousness at all and Atma is completely inert they say that no in the deep sleep also some kind of consciousness is there <coughs> and therefore the inertness is accepted that in deep sleep there is inertness there is jadata that is accepted and if Atma is jada that, ex- that Prabhakara's opinion is accepted. However, they add something into that. They say that in deep sleep, Atma is not only, there is not only Jadata, but then Aspasta Chaitanyam, meaning that consciousness which is not quite manifest is also there. And that is how they arrive at the conclusion that Atma is both Jada as well as Chaitanya. It is both inner as well as conscious. <coughs> okay. Chaitanya Utpreksayam Karanamaha. What makes them the, what makes them think or believe that Atma is conscious, that there is consciousness in deep sleep? What is it that leads them to arrive at this conclusion that there is consciousness in deep sleep? Chaitanya Chaitanya Utpreksayam. Utpreksha means Sambhavana. Utpreksha also means Kalpana. So you, you imagine something or you project something. Sambhavana, a possibility is shown there. There is no proof, of course, we have that in deep sleep there is consciousness, but you can show the possibility of consciousness in deep sleep. How? Uthitasmutehe chit utpreksha. Uthitasmutehe chit utpreksha bhavati di yojana. So, how do we show the Sambhavana or possibility of consciousness in deep sleep? Uthitasmutehe. Uthita means one who has woken up. Ud plus tha. And the past participle is Uthita. So one who has gotten up or woken up. In Smriti means memory. So one who wakes up from the deep sleep has a memory. And that memory shows Ya Smritihi Sa Anubhav Purvika. Any memory must always be preceded by an experience. So when I wake up in the morning, I do say that I slept like a log. When I say that, well, of course, the log meaning the inert was present. At the same time, when I say I slept like a log, there is a memory of my sleeping, sleeping like a log. Otherwise, how can I make that statement when I wake up? So, I can make up a statement when I wake up only when I did experience that deep sleep. So, there was an experiencer of the deep sleep and that very fellow when he wakes up in the morning says, I slept like a log. So one who was sleeping is the one who is awake. And of course that also is there. That one who went to sleep last night was the one who was dreaming, is the one who has woken up. And therefore the same Atma, the same self has been undergoing all the experiences and therefore in the deep sleep also the self was. That is accepted. But what is the nature of that self? So now I say that I slept like a log that shows that there is a memory 
of my experience in deep sleep and when there is memory there must be the one who had the experience because without anubhav or experience there cannot be memory i can remember something that happened to me in the past when i was present in that experience and so memory requires that there must be a prior experience and when i wake up and i have the memory of sleeping like a log that shows that in the deep sleep state also i was experiencing that that deep sleep and therefore we say that they say that in deep sleep also consciousness is se suptehe utthitasya jayamanat smaranat saushupta chaitanyasya utpreksha bhavati ityasaha suptehe utthitasya for the one who is woken up from supti supti means sleep so sushupti supti all of this is the same so for the one who has woken up from the sleep jayamanat smarana so the memory that arises for the one who has woken up from the sleep saushupta chaitanyasya utpreksha bhavati that we can utpreksha meaning we can show the sambhavana or possibility of consciousness in deep sleep also <coughs> now how chid utpreksha prakaram eva spashtayadi they themselves explain what is the nature of the utpreksha what is the nature of this kalpana some yukti is involved there so what's the nature of it's not quite utpreksha is not quite the proof but so the sambhavana see the, the, there is a difference between samshaya and utpreksha samshaya means a doubt and utpreksha means a possibility so when i am looking at something i say is this a snake or a rope when this kind of a thought arises in my mind we would call that doubt because two altogether different kalpanas or possibilities are there rope and snake is it a ghost or is it a post you know or whatever so is it a mango tree or some other tree so sometimes there can be confusion so when this doubt is there then there are two equal possibilities both the possibilities are equally there this is called samshaya or doubt when two qualities or two specific uh, possibilities are there however when i say i think this is a mango tree when i say that then then also the other thing is there that this may not be mango tree also so mango tree also is there and some other possibility also is there but when i say i think it is a mango tree then the possibility of mango tree is prabala is much more stronger than the probability of it being some other tree and so that kind of a statement i think this is a rope i think this is so that is called utpreksha means shows the sambhavana so that kind of utpreksha they arrive at the awareness being present in the deep sleep in in this manner and that's being say, shown in verse 96 <coughs> jado bhutva tada swapsam iti jadya smrte stada विना जाड्यानुभूति जड़ो भूत्वा तदा अस्वापसम दिस इज व्हाट दे से इन संस्कृत तदा जड़ो भूत्वा अस्वापसम आई वाज टोटली इनर्ट और इन इंग्लिश विल से आई स्लेप्ट लाइक अ लॉग इन संस्कृत विल से तदा जड़ो भूत्वा अस्वापसम आई वॉज टोटली इनर्ट आई वॉज डेट टू एवरीथिंग यू नो 
So I was dead to everything. This is how I slept. I did not know anything. Idi jadiya smrutihi. This is smruti or a memory of jadiya. Jadiya means of inertness. So when I say in the morning that I slept like a log, there is a memory of inertness or of experience in the deep sleep. And that jadiya smrutihi, this particular kind of smruti or memory of jadiya or inertness, tada jadiyanu bhutim vina na kathanchit upadyate. Tada means in deep sleep, jadiyanu bhutim vina, unless there was anubhuti or experience of that inertness. Na kathanchit upapadyate. There cannot be a memory of, of, of inertness or sleeping like a log in the, in the morning unless there was an experience of that, that sleep in, you know, by the one who has woken up. So, jadya anubhutim vina, without anubhuti or experience of jadya, there is no way that there can be a memory of jadya. Without the experience of an object or a person, there cannot be a memory of that person. I can, I remember you. When can I say? When I had met you or I had known you. And similarly also I remember in the morning that I slept like a log that shows that there must be an experience of that kind of sleep. That proves the existence of an experiencer in deep sleep. And that experiencer must necessarily be a conscious entity. So there is a conscious entity in deep sleep also. And of course the inertness is there in the deep sleep because that inertness is what is experienced. So they say that in deep sleep there is only one entity, namely Atma. Now we find two aspects in there. One is an experiencer who is a conscious being, and another one that is experienced, and what is experienced is that inertness during a deep sleep. However, only one Atma is there. Therefore, we say that one part of Atma knows the other part. The conscious part of the Atma knows the inner part. So consciousness in inertness, both are simultaneously there in the self. This is how they arrive at Chidashid Drupa. So Atma is what? Chidashid Drupa means conscious as well as not simultaneously. <coughs> that is what is explained in the Tika. Sastada Sushuptikale Sushuptikale Jado Bhutva Aswapsumiti Evam Rupa Jadiya Smutihi Uthitasya Purushasya Jayamana So Uthitasya Purushasya Jayamana Jadiya Smutihi this smruti or the memory of the jadium or inertness that arises in the person who is woken up from the sleep. Susupti karyana jadhyanu bhavantarena anupadyamanam tadanintana jadhyanu bhum kalpaititi bhavaha That this smruti cannot be unless there was an experience of that, of that jadium and therefore susupti karyana jadhyanu bhavantarena This is called arthapati. Arthapati means anyatha anupati. Meaning that it had, it, it could not be so unless this is so. As we say, this Devadatta is growing fat. However, Devadatta is found to remain hungry during the day. And so his growing fat cannot be explained unless we say that Devadatta must have been eating at night. So this fellow must be eating at night. Why do we say? Because otherwise he is getting fat or remaining at a present level of uh, weight cannot be explained. So, inexplicability of his putting on weight makes us presume eating of Devadatta, of Devadatta's eating at night. So, it is inexplicability, no? Anyatha anupatti. Otherwise, you cannot explain the phenomenon of getting fat. And that leads us to presume that this person must be eating at night. So, this is called arthapatti presumption. Anyatha anupatti. 
that there cannot be a memory in the morning unless there was an experience in the, uh, there was a prior experience. So memory cannot be unless prior experience is. And there is a memory on the part of the one who has woken up from the sleep and that cannot be there unless there was a prior experience. So this is called Arthabhakti. So, Susuptikalina Jadhyanum Bhavam Antarena Anupadyamanam Anyatha Anupati that without that experience this memory could not be Tadanintana Jadhyanum Kalpayati and that is what makes us presume the experience of that Jadhya or inertness in the deep sleep and wherever there is experience the conscious being must be there and therefore these Bhattas say that the uh, Atma is both Jada as well as Chetana. <coughs> the Prabhakara say that why not we say that in the deep sleep there is no Chetana at all? We would say that in deep sleep there is no consciousness at all. We say that Atma completely becomes unconscious in deep sleep. Why not that? So they say Sushuptav Chaitanya Alop Chaitanya Lopa Abhave Pramanam Aha. He says no. In Sushupti or deep sleep also, there cannot be lopa of Chaitanya. So Chaitanya means consciousness. That consciousness can never be erased or consciousness can never be destroyed. So even in Sushupti, at no time can the consciousness ever be destroyed. And for proving the indestructibility of consciousness, they are presenting here, quoting these statements from the Upanishad. So in, in terms of Atma, etc., Upanishad is the ultimate Pramanam. And therefore, a statement from Upanishad is quoted to show that Atma can never become unconscious, meaning the consciousness which is the nature of Atma can never suffer a loss or destruction. <coughs> and that's being said in verse 97. Drashtur drashtrera lopascha द्रष्टु दृष्टे अलोपश्च सुतः Shrutah means Shrutya Pratipadidaha. We find the Shruti meaning Upanishad here. So Upanishad says very clearly, Drashtuhu Drashtehe Alopaha. That there cannot be lopa or destruction of the Drashti meaning the vision of Drashta, the seer. The sight or the seeing of the seer, there cannot be a loss or destruction of the sight of the seer or vision of the witness. That's what he said in Nahi, Drashtuhu Drashtehe Viparilopo Vidyate Avinashitvadi Sutav. So the Bhuddharnika Upanishad says, Drashtuhu Drashtehe Viparilopaha Navidyate. Drashtuhu, sixth case of Drashtu, of the seer. Drashtehe, sixth case of Drashti, of the sight. So Drashtuhu Drashtehe, the sight of the seer. Viparilopaha navidyate. There cannot be viparilopaha, there cannot be destruction or cessation. There cannot be cessation of the sight of the seer. Why? Avinashitva. Because the sight or seeing or drashti is avinashi, indestructible. 
सो अकॉर्डिंग टू बृहदारण्य के उपनिषद और अकॉर्डिंग टू उपनिषद द दृष्टि इज द वेरी स्वरूप ऑफ द दृष्टा वट इज द स्वरूप ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ द सीयर सीइंग इज द वेरी स्वरूप ऑफ द नेचर ऑफ द सीयर सीइंग इज द नेचर ऑफ द सीयर सो दैट सीयर दैट ही कंटिन्यूअसली शाइन्स और ही कंटिन्यूअसली विटनेसेस और कंटिन्यूअसली सीज वेल दैट इट सेल्व इज द सीयर so the vedantin says is that consciousness is the very nature of the conscious being even though we say ness which seems to imply some kind of a quality in fact consciousness is the very nature of the conscious being similarly also seeing is the very nature of the seer so he continues to see all the time the seeing of the atma can never suffer can never cease Being Atma, being of the nature of awareness, that awareness ever remains. Awareness, which is the nature of Atma, can never cease to be. And therefore, in deep sleep also, Atma continues to see. Atma continues to hear. Atma continues to smell. Meaning, his nitya drashta, nitya shroda, his ever a seer, ever a hearer, ever a thinker. Why is it so? Because he is neither thinker, nor seer, nor hearer. So Shruti says both of them. He is drashta, shrota, manta also, meaning he is seerer, hearer, and thinker also. At the same time, he never sees, never hears, never thinks. So in his own true nature, there is no activity implied at all in Atma. There is no kartrutvam, no agency, or no action implied on the part of Atma. Atma merely shines, and in the very presence of the Atma. Just by his mere presence, the functions of seeing, hearing, thinking, all of them take place. In as much as the functions of seeing, hearing, and thinking cannot take place without the Atma, we say that he ever sees, ever thinks, ever hears. Because without him, there can be no seeing, no thinking, no hearing. Therefore, we say that he alone sees, he alone thinks, he alone hears. However, when we look at him, then we find that. He is nirvikara. He is totally free from modifications, and seeing, thinking also are kinds of modifications. Atma is free from even that also. So, from the standpoint of Atma, Atma is neither seer nor thinker nor hearer. He merely shines. So, swayam uh, himni tishthadi. He merely shines in his own glory, and by his presence itself, the, all these functions of perception, thinking, all of these take place. So there can be no cessation in the shining of Atma. That would say, drasti or the seeing or the sight or the vision is the very nature of the this year, and there can be no cessation of that vision. So in deep sleep also there can be no cessation of the consciousness of Atma, because nisvahav bhavanam vyavarteta. There is no way that a thing can ever give up its nature. A thing can never give up its nature. प्रकृते अन्यथा भाव न कथंचित भविष्यति अथिंग कैन नेवर गिव अप इट्स नेचर ऑन देर कैन बी नो चेंज इन द फंडामेंटल नेचर ऑफ एनीथिंग मीनिंग फायर इज हॉट फायर एवर विल बी हॉट यू कैन नेवर फाइंड अ कोल्ड फायर इफ सन शाइन्स सन विल ऑलवेज शाइन यू कैन नॉट अ डार्क सन एंड सो वॉट एवर बी द नेचर सिमिलरली ऑल्सो आत्मा बाय नेचर इज कॉन्शियस एंड देवर इट कैन नेवर गिव अप इट्स नेचर ऑफ बींग कॉन्शियस And therefore, in deep sleep also, 
it does not give up its nature. A thing, water is H2O, regardless of where it is, whether in the form of vapor, in the form of liquid, in the form of solid, its nature, meaning H2O, will ever be. That it can never give up. Whether it's an iceberg, it's a wave, or it's vapor, or whatever it is, its true nature can never be given up. And so also whether Atma is awake, is dreaming, or deep sleep, his nature, namely awareness, can never be given up. Nahin drashtuhu drashtehe viparilopo vidyate. There cannot be viparilopo, a succession of the awareness of Atma. Because Atma is awareness. Avinashitva, because there is no vinasha, because it is indestructible or imperishable. It is shrutau drashtuhu atmanaha saruva bhutayaha drashtehe lopaha navidyate. By this statement of Sruti, it is very clear that Atmanaha Sarupa Bhutayaha Drashtehe. The Drashti of the seeing, which is the very Sarupa of the Atma, Lopaha Navidyate. There cannot be cessation or destruction. Vinasharahita Suhavatvat, because that Drashti is of the nature of Avinashi. <coughs> Therefore, Bhatta says that in deep sleep also we have to accept the awareness of Atma. Now everyone knows that, that there is jadata, there is like logness in the deep sleep. So jadata or inertness is there, but Shruti says that there is awareness also because awareness of the Atma can never cease to be. And therefore we say that in deep sleep there is both awareness chetanata as well as jadata. And so Atma is chidachidrupaha, both inert and conscious. And suppose someone comes and says that how do you say that in deep sleep I say that there is no consciousness in deep sleep. Suppose somebody says, Anyatha, Lopavadi nopi. Suppose there is a Lopavadi meaning, there is someone who says that there is a cessation of consciousness in deep sleep. Nisvakshikasya vaktum ashakyatvat. How do you say that there is no awareness in deep sleep? Have you seen that? Is there someone to say that there is no awareness in deep sleep? For me to say that there is no awareness in deep sleep, there must be a witness of that absence of awareness. Because without sakshi or without witness, nothing can ever be proven. For you to prove something, for you to say that Atma is Shunya or Atma is this, or Atma is Kshanika or Atma is something, or Atma is Brahman, there must be a knower of that Atma. Unless that knower is there, you can never prove it. So for you to say that, Atma, there is no awareness at all in deep sleep. Is there a sakshi or a witness to verify that particular statement? Can your statement be verified by a witness? If there is a witness in deep sleep, that shows that the witness is there. And therefore you cannot say that there is a void or nothing then in deep sleep. So he said, Anyatha, Lopavadinopi, even for the one who, who says that there is no awareness in deep sleep, Nisakshikasya Vaktum Ashakyatvat. So, nis-sakshikasya means without the sakshi, it is not possible for anyone to say that the deep sleep, in deep sleep there is no awareness because there is no evidence of the absence of awareness in deep sleep. If there is no evidence of the presence of awareness in deep sleep, there is no evidence of the absence of awareness in deep sleep also because for, for proving the absence of something, there must be a witness to say that it is not there. And if you say that there is a witness in deep sleep, that proves the very presence of awareness, because witness has to be a conscious entity. So, Sushupta Chaitanya Lopa Abhava Shriyate, and therefore, in the deep sleep also, 
ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಲೋಪ ಅಭಾವ ಶ್ರೂಯತೆ ವಿಶ್ವೇ ಶ್ರುತಿಯ ಪ್ರತಿಪಾದ್ಯತೆ ಶ್ರುತಿ ವೆರಿ ಕ್ಲಿಯರ್ಲಿ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪಾಂಡ್ ದಿ ಎಬ್ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಕಾನ್ಶಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಇನ್ ದೀಸ್ ವೀಕ್ ತಥೋ ಕಾರಣ ತಥೋ ಕಾರಣ ಅಥವಾ ಕಾರಣ ಸುದ್ರಷ್ಟುದೃಷ್ಟೇ ಅಲೋಪ ಅಲೋಪಶ್ಚ ಶ್ರುತ ಸುಪ್ತೌ ದೆನ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ತೀನ್ಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ತಥೋಪಿ ಕಾರಣ ಆನ್ ಅಕೌಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ರೀಸನ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ರೀಸನ್ ವಾಸ್ ಗಿವನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಸುಪ್ತೋತ್ಥಿತ ಸ್ಮೃತಿ ಜಾಡ್ಯ ಸ್ಮೃತಿ ದಟ್ ವೆನ್ ದ ಪರ್ಸನ್ ವೇಕ್ಸ್ ಅಪ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ ಈ ಸೇಸ್ ಐ ಸ್ಲೆಪ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಎ ಲಾಗ್ ದಟ್ ಪ್ರೂವ್ಸ್ ದಾಸ್ ಅನ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೀರಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಟ್ ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆಫರ್ ಇಸ್ ಚೇತನತಾ ಅಂಡ್ ಜಡತಾ ಅಂಡ್ ಫರ್ದರ್ ಶ್ರುತಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಸೇಸ್ ದಟ್ ದಿ ಅವೇರ್ನೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಆತ್ಮ ಕೆನ್ ನೆವರ್ ಸೀಸ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಅಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಪ್ರೂವ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಅವೇರ್ನೆಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಚೇತನತಾ ಅಂಡ್ ಡೀಪ್ ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಪ್ರೂವ್ಸ್ ಚೇತನತಾ ಅಂಡ್ ಜಡತಾ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಆತ್ಮ ಸೋ ಯುಕ್ತಿ ಅಂಡ್ ಬೈ ಶ್ರುತಿ ಇನ್ ಬೋತ್ ವೇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಭಾರತ ಶೋ ದರ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಚಿದ ಚಿದ್ರೂಪ ಸೊ ತಥ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ತಥೋಪಿ ಕಾರಣಾತ್ ಬೈ ದಟ್ ರೀಸನ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ದ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ದಟ್ ದ ಶ್ರುತಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ವೆರಿಫೈ ದ ಶ್ರುತಿ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಟೀಚ್ ಇಸ್ ದಟ್ ವೆರಿ ಸೇಮ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಅಯಮ ಆತ್ಮ ಖದ್ಯೋತವತ್ ಅಸ್ಫುರಣಸ್ಫುರಣಾಭ್ಯಾಂ ಯುಕ್ತೋ ಭವತಿ ಅಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಾಭ್ಯಾಂ ಆತ್ಮ ಖದ್ಯೋತವದ್ಯುತ ಯುತ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವಾಡ್ ಯುಕ್ತ ಖದ್ಯೋತವತ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಖದ್ಯೋತ ಲೈಕ್ ಅ ಫೈರ್ ಫ್ಲಾಯ್ ಹವ್ ಯುವರ್ ಸೀನ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಬೋತ್ ಜಡ ಅಂಡ್ ಚೇತನ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಎಸ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಅ ಫೈರ್ ಫ್ಲಾಯ್ ನೌ ಇಟ್ ಗ್ಲೋಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಇಟ್ ಡಸೆಂಟ್ ಸೊ ಲೈಕ್ ಫೈರ್ ಫ್ಲಾಯ್ ಇಟ್ ಯು ಸೀ ಇಟ್ ಗ್ಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ನೌ ಅಂಡ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ನಾಟ್ ಗ್ಲೋಯಿಂಗ್ ದೆನ್ ಸೊ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಬೋತ್ ಕಾನ್ಶಿಯಸ್ ಇಸ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಲೈಟ್ ಎಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಎಸ್ ಡಾರ್ಕ್ನೆಸ್ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಅಂಡ್ ಅ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಬೋತ್ ಆಫ್ ದೆಮ್ ಆರ್ ಫೌಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಅ ಫೈರ್ ಫ್ಲಾಯ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಇಲಸ್ಟ್ರೇಷನ್ ಸೊ ಖದ್ಯೋತವತ್ ಲೈಕ್ ಎ ಫೈರ್ ಫ್ಲಾಯ್ ಅಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಾಭ್ಯಾಂತ ಖದ್ಯೋತ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಎಸ್ ಅ ಫೈರ್ ಫ್ಲಾಯ್ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಡೋರ್ ವಿತ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಅಂಡ್ ಅ ಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಲೈಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಎಪ್ಸನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಲೈಟ್ ಸೋ ಸೋ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಡೋರ್ ವಿತ್ ಚೇತನತಾ ಅಂಡ್ ಎಪ್ಸನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಚೇತನತಾ ಅಂಡ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಔ ಯುತ ಯುಕ್ತ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಎಂಡೋರ್ ವಿತ್ ಬೋತ್ ಸ್ಫುರಣ ಅಂಡ್ ಅಸ್ಫುರಣ ಆರ್ ವಿತ್ ಕಾನ್ಶಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅನ್ಕಾನ್ಶಿಯಸ್ನೆಸ್ ಇತ್ಯರ್ಥ ಭಟ್ಟ ಪ್ರೆಸೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಅ ವೆರಿ ಸಾಲಿಡ್ ಕೇಸ್ ಟು ಪ್ರೂವ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಚಿದಚಿತ್ ರೂಪ ವೆಲ್ ಓಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದೀಸ್ ಥಿಯರೀಸ್ ಆರ್ ಅರೈವ್ಡ್ ಎಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಲಾಜಿಕ್ ಸೊ ಆಲ್ ಯು ನೀಡ್ ಇಸ್ ಅ ಸುಪೀರಿಯರ್ ಲಾಜಿಕ್ ಟು ಡಿಸ್ಪ್ರೂವ್ ಸಂಬಡಿ ರೆಫ್ಯೂಟ್ ಸಂಬಡಿ ಸೊ ವಾಟ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರಾಭಾಕರ್ ಆಸ್ ಅರೈವ್ಡ್ ಎಟ್ ಇನ್ ಪ್ರೂವಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಜಡತ ಆಫ್ ಆತ್ಮ ವಾಸ್ ರೆಫ್ಯೂಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ದ ಭಟ್ಟಾಸ್ ಹುಸೇದರ್ ಆತ್ಮ ಇಸ್ ಜಡ ಇನ್ ಚೇತನ ಬೋತ್ ನೌ ಕಮ್ ಅಲಾಂಗ್ ಸಾಂಖ್ಯಾಸ್ who even refute this bhattas and prove that atma is chetanah <coughs> so continuing sasmin bhattamade dushana vidhana purasaram sankhyamata utthapayati asmin bhattamate in this mata or opinion of the bhatta dushana avidhana purasaram along with the statement of dushana or the defect that is there in this bhattamata so defect that is contained in this opinion of the bhatta ಸಾಂಖ್ಯಮತಂ ಉತ್ಥಾಪಯತಿ ದ ಆಥರ್ ನಾವು ಇಂಟ್ರೊಡ್ಯೂಸಿಸ್ ದಿ ಸಾಂಖ್ಯಮತ ಆರ್ ದ ಒಪಿನಿಯನ್ ದಿ ಸಾಂಖ್ಯಾಸ್ ಅಲಾಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಕಂಟೇನ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಒಪಿನಿಯನ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಭಾಟಾಸ್ ಸದೂಷಣ ಅಭಿಧಾನ ಪುರಸ್ಸರಂ ಅಲಾಂಗ್ ವಿತ್ ಅ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಭಿಧಾನ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ದೂಷಣ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಕಂಟೇನ್ ಇನ್ ದಿ ಭಾಟಮತ ಸೈಡ್ ಯೂನಿವರ್ಸ್ ನೈಂಟಿ ಏಟ್ 
निरंशस्योभयात्म न कथिदिष्य तेन चिद्रूप एवात्माख्य विवेक निरंशस्य उभयात्म न कथंचित घटिष्यते घटिष्य आत्मा इज निरंश पार्टलेस आत्मा इज पार्टलेस वाई इज आत्मा पार्टलेस आत्मा डज नॉट ए पार्ट वेन यू सीधर आत्मा इज बोथ जड एंड चेतन दैट शो दट वन पार्ट ऑफ आत्मा इज जड एंड अदर पार्ट ऑफ आत्मा इज चेतन एंड द चेतना पार्ट ऑफ आत्मा इज वॉचिंग द जड पार्ट ऑफ आत्मा समथिंग लाइक दैट इज वॉट यू आर सेंग इन डीप स्लीप That means Atma is these two parts. Now, whenever something is made up of parts, then it is going to perish today or tomorrow. Like a part which is made up of lower half and upper half and are joined together. Someday, that which joins them, when that bond goes away for whatever reason, the part is going to break. So, anything that is an assembly of different components is someday definitely going to disman- get dismantled and is going to perish. And so, so Atma consists of these two parts, one part being inert, another part being conscious. Then it becomes what? Perishable. If it is perishable, means it will die. If it dies, then it is death, and it is birth. With birth and death, all kinds of problems. What? Krita and Vinasha, Akrita, Abhyagama. If there is death of Atma, then all this fellow did all this time is all wiped out. If there is birth of Atma, he stuck with things. But he is not done, and that is not proper. And so you, nobody accepts atma as vinashi. That's good thing. Everybody takes atma to be except charvakas. But all sensible people take atma to be avinashi, meaning indestructible. And moment you say atma is indestructible, atma is eternal. You have to say that atma cannot die. If atma cannot die, atma cannot be born because that which is born is going to die. And Atma cannot suffer any change because anything that suffers change also will die, will perish. And so that automatically the Guru's Atma, the Self, must be changeless, free from birth and death. And it cannot be confined to any time or space. You confine to time, again it will die. Confined to space, again it will get modified and again there will be change and destruction. And so it will be what? Partless. It has to be partless. This is already proven earlier. This is already discussed earlier. <coughs> and so, Atma is Niramshaha, Atma is partless. There is not an Amsha or fractions or segments. Atma is free from any segments. And so, Ubhayatmam, Ubhayatmatvam, na kathanchit ghatishyade. And therefore, Atma who is without segments or without parts cannot have Ubhayatmatvam, meaning cannot have both Jada and Chetanatvam, Jadatvam and Chetanatvam. These two aspects cannot be in Atma, who is aspectless or partless. The Kathanjit Ghatishyade, it can never be explained or it can never make sense. <coughs> Not possible. And so, that in one argument is dismissed. See, those people build up their, their whole philosophy theory upon so many arguments, is simply dismissed by one argument. That if Atma is indestructible, it, can, it has to be partless. If it is partless, well, it cannot be Jada and Chetana simultaneously. Tena, on account of that, see footnote number one, 
आत्मन चैतन्य जड़ रूप उभयत्व अनंगीकरण
And so we do experience changes all right. And we think that all those changes are taking place within Atma. However, they say that all the changes take place only in Prakriti. So this Prakriti alone gets modified as the waking state. The Prakriti alone gets modified as dream state. Prakriti alone gets modified as deep sleep state. So modification of Prakriti is his mind. And when the mind is sattvic, predominantly, we have the waking state. When there is rajas in the mind, predominantly, dream state. When there is tamas in the mind, predominantly, deep sleep state. <coughs> and so, that tamas or jardium that is experienced in deep sleep belongs to prakriti and not to purusha. <coughs> The 13th chapter also says the very same thing, you know, that the karya karana kartrutve hetuhu prakriti uchyate purushaha sukhadukhanam bhokturutve hetuhu uchyate. All the karya and karana. Karya means body, karana means the mind and the sense organs. All of these are created by prakriti. <coughs> now they say, why do you have to imagine this, this entity called prakriti? Why don't you, you see, as we say, you should not imagine more than necessary. You should not bring in more variables than what is necessary. So why do you bring in this variable called Prakriti? Says Prakriti Kalpanayam Prayojanam Aha. What is the prayojana or purpose of this Kalpana of Prakriti? So why do you introduce this factor called Prakriti? The second line says this Chito Bhoga Pavargartam Prakriti Sa Pravartate. He says Prakriti or the matter also has a, per, a function to perform. So this prakriti also performs a function. What is the function? Chitaha bhoga apavargartham. Chitaha, chitaha means what? Purushasya iti yavat. Chit, chit means again consciousness. Chitaha, the sixth case of the word chit. So chitaha means of the conscious being, purushasya, for the purusha, the conscious being. Bhoga, bhoga apavargartham. This purusha or the person requires bhoga, and apavarga. Bhoga means enjoyment and apavarga means liberation. So abhyuda and nishreyasa. Bhoga, apavarga, preyaha, shreyaha. Extrovertedness into etc. You know, always these two divisions are there. Preyaha and shreyaha. Preyaha means that which is pleasant, meaning the pleasures coming from the sense objects, and shreyaha means that which is good, meaning the ananda of atma. And so, this person requires two things. There are the people in the world who require bhoga or enjoyment in life. And there are a few also who require moksha or liberation. So this desire is there in the purusha. Who fulfills that desire? That prakriti fulfills the desire. So this is a fantastic theory of sankhyas. That purusha does not have the kartratvam. He doesn't have doership. I guess it goes from their practical experience in life, you know. That generally speaking, purusha finds himself helpless entity and finds that prakriti alone does things, you know. And he finds himself generally at the mercy of the prakriti. This must be their own experience, you know. And this is the, this is what has resulted in that theory. According to them, this purusha merely is bhokta, merely experiencer, and all the kartrutvam, the doership belongs to prakriti. So prakriti presents the whole thing before the purusha. Prakriti somehow knows the desire of the purusha, what he desires, and accordingly, creates the world for him. So it is Prakriti that creates the world for Purusha, knowing fully well the desire of the Purusha. Prakriti knows what this person wants. He wants bhoga, enjoyment, all right, 
what kind of an enjoyment does he want? That also Prakriti knows. And accordingly, for every jiva, a particular kind of an environment is created. So that for mosquito, the mosquito kind of bhoga are enjoyments. And for a fly, a fly kind of pleasures. And for a human being, those kind of pleasures. And so for different jivas or different living beings, different kinds of situations are created so that all those jivas can gain desired experiences in their life. And even though prakriti is inert, somehow it knows, you know. So how can inert know this thing? That's also an amazing thing. How can matter which is inert will know the intention of this conscious person? How can inert matter know? He says inert matter can also know. And they give a couple of illustrations which were discussed in the past. How, for example, the milk in the udder of the cow knows. So when the cow returns after grazing, after the whole day, in the evening when it returns, then the calf is, is tied there and as soon as the cow sees the calf, it starts running towards the calf and the milk starts flowing from the udder of the cow. See, this milk knew that the calf required the milk and therefore it started flowing by itself. So even the milk is jada or inert, knows the desire of the calf and that is how it starts flowing. This is an illustration they give. That inert thing also can have the uh, somehow knows the need of the conscious being. Calf is a conscious being and the milk knows its need. Or they give another illustration. How the cloud. So we find that wherever there are forests, wherever there is a lot of vegetation, that is where rain preferentially is there. How do the clouds know? The clouds know the needs of these trees, that they require water and therefore they preferentially rain there. So cloud is an inner thing, tree is a conscious thing, a conscious being, you know, because it is a need. And cloud, the inner thing, Prakriti, knows the need of that conscious being and accordingly rains. And so on and so forth. And this is how Amit must have required some kind of a brain on their part to imagine that Prakriti or matter can have. So the scientists also think, by the way, the modern scientists are very close to Sankhya's because scientists also believe that consciousness is a property of matter. That a particular combination of matter brings about consciousness. As we said yesterday, that primordial soup, you know, that brings about the consciousness. Or whatever kind of chemical changes take place in our brain, that brings about what we call the consciousness. And that's how this uh, whole nervous system and all these things function. And so, so many people still believe that the brain is Atma. And very seriously. And that they know. They don't... So when they come and ask you, some of these people, these answers they already know. So we have a very famous laboratory there in, in Ahmedabad. And one of the scientists from that laboratory was brought to me once. And then he was talking about it. After 15 minutes of our discussion, yeah, but Atma is brain, isn't it? That is for sure. And you tell me something else. He said, what is that, you know? <laughs> so brain is just a... also something that is material, a matter. How can it be Atma? Are you a conscious being or are you inert being, you know? But they don't stop to think. They think that consciousness is generated here someplace. <coughs> and therefore, Sankhyas who believe that the matter has some inherent ability to understand what the conscious being requires, you know, shows that consciousness is subservient to matter somehow. But anyway, so Chitaha Bhoga Bhavargartam Sa Prakritihi Pravartate they say that for fulfilling the needs of the purusha, needs of bhoga and apavarga, meaning 
enjoyment and liberation the prakriti creates the necessary environment for him so creativity is in prakriti and therefore we have to accept this other element called prakriti otherwise you cannot explain life so again to explain various experiences that we have and we find ourselves always at the mercy of the nature we find that we have no fo- no control over the nature of forces we have no control over any matter at all and therefore we imagine that matter is an independent entity in independent reality and this poor purusha also is a separate reality but then he doesn't have control over the matter all the creativity the creation is all on the part of matter and so this is their model to explain the experiences in our life this nanu chitaha asangatvena prakriti purushayoh atyanta vivyaktatvat prakriti pravrtya katham purushasya bhoga bhoga apavargo he says that according to you purusha is prakriti vikrutibhyam vilakshanah purushah purusha or the conscious being the atma is someone who is totally distinct from prakriti and vikruti vikruti means modifications in prakriti so in in, in grammar also prakriti which is the original form and vikruti after some modifications are there in that original in the, in the root etc the root base <coughs> so prakriti undergoes variety of modifications and it's called vikruti purusha is one who is totally different from prakriti and vikruti because he is changeless pushkara palashvat nirlepah in spite of all the variations and changes that take place in the prakriti purusha remains nirlepah totally untouched or unaffected untainted so according to them atma or purusha is chidvapuhu nirvikara chidvapuhu atma is of the nature of awareness which is totally free from modifications or change changeless awareness formless consciousness is atma according to them <coughs> and so atma is asangah just as pushkara palashah like the leaf of a lotus in spite of being in the water is unaffected or unwetted by water and so do this purusha in spite of being in the midst of prakriti remains totally unaffected by prakriti in its true nature so they ask the question somebody is nanu chitah asangatvena prakriti purushayoh atyanta viviktatvat you say that this purusha or the aware of this this conscious being is asangatvena is asangah meaning he is totally unconnected or unrelated or unaffected by prakriti prakriti purushayoh atyanta viviktatvat prakriti and purusha or this matter and spirit are totally distinct from each other then prakriti pravrtya katham purushasya bhopa bhoga apavargau if purusha the atma remains totally distinct from prakriti is unaffected by prakriti then how is it possible that by some activity on the part of this prakriti or matter that atma experiences bhoga and apavarga because even experience ship is not in atma the enjoyer ship also is not there in atma in the primary sense because if atma is an enjoyer then enjoyer or experiencer constantly undergoes modification depending upon what he experiences so if now i experience happiness i am called a happy being then if i experience unhappiness i become unhappy so this experiencer constantly undergoes changes happy and happy sad this that and so forth in that case obviously is affected by happiness and happiness etc this you know atma is changeless and therefore even this notion on my part that i am happy or unhappy 
there also is is a notion is not the reality about I so he says if Atma is unaffected by Prakriti totally distinct from Prakriti then how is it possible that Atma will experience pleasure or pain or liberation on account of some activity on the part of Prakriti or matter how is it possible Nidhyasamika Tayoho Vivekasya Agrahanat is this true that really there is no bhoga and apavarga in Atma there is no enjoyment no, there is liberation in Atma, in true nature. But Tayoho, Tayoho means what? Prakriti Purushayoho Vivekasya Agrahanad. Since that Viveka or the discrimination or distinction between Prakriti and Purushaha Agrahanad, we, we do not know on account of not being able to distinguish between Prakriti and Purusha. So Sankhyas also accept that Viveka Agraha. They also accept what we call superimposition or the mutual, mutual superimposition. So, prakriti purushayoho vivekasya agrahanad. Since the distinction between the matter and spirit is not clearly recognized by this purusha, purushe bhoga apavarga vivakriyate, vivakriyate. In fact, there is no bhoga or apavarga, no enjoyment or liberation for purusha because it is ever asanga, is ever unconnected, ever free. But then, since purusha so commits this error of, of confusing the prakriti as a self, therefore the various modifications going on in the matter are thought to be his own modifications and therefore he takes himself to be sukhi dukhi etc. or karta bhokta whereas all those things are not there in purusham. So vivekasya agrahana on account of the inability to distinguish between the purusha and prakriti, these ideas or these notions arise and that is why we say vyavakriyate only for vyavahara or in secondary sense we say that purusha has bhoga and apavarga or enjoyment and liberation not in the primary sense <coughs> and that's being said in the verse 100 asanga yastiter bandha moksha bhedagrahanmato Bandhamukti Vyavasthatham Purveshami Vachidhida Asangayaha Chitehe Again Chiti is a feminine six case Chitehe Asangayaha Chitehe that Chit means awareness of the Purusha who is Asanga meaning who is unconnected unattached Banda moksha bheda agrahat matau That there is bondage for this purusha which cannot be there because it is unconnected. But then bondage is a notion or a sense that arises on account of not being able to discriminate between purusha and prakriti. And then when one discriminates between them, then there is what we call liberation. So liberation is viveka and bandha is abhiveka. So on account of lack of viveka alone, there is bandha and by viveka, that is moksha. So bandha moksha bhed agrahat matau. This question of bandha and moksha in case of purusha is only because of abhiveka. <coughs> okay. Our sankhyas imagine that there are many atmas. So according to them, atmas are many. As many living beings are there, so many cells or atmas are there according to them. Why is it necessary for you to imagine so many atmas? 
Why don't you say that Atma is one alone? Why do you say that every Atma is different from every other Atma? What's the need? He says, well, there is a reason why we have to accept multiplicity of the self. Tārakikādibhīva saṅkhehi ātma bhedaha angīkriyate. It says ātma abhedaha, it should be ātma bhedaha angīkriyate itiyaha. Tārakikādibhīva, just as the Tārakikās or Nayayikās, they imagine that ātma is our many. So also, by the same reasoning, saṅkhyās also accept a multiplicity of ātma. Why is it? That was said in the second line. Vanda mukti vivasthātam purveshāmiva chidbhida. Purveshāmiva, as a footnote number two says, nayāyikānāmiva. So purveshāmiva means nayāyikānām. Just as nayāyikās or logicians accept chidbhida. Chid means again ātmā. Bhida means the division. So just as the nayāyikās also accept division in ātmā, meaning that nayāyikās also accept multiplicity of ātmā. So also we accept for what? Bandha Mukti Vivasthasam. In order to explain the bondage and liberation. Kaschit Baddha, Kaschit Mukta. We find that somebody is bound and somebody is free. Such sages as Vashishta, Vamadeva, all of these are known to be Muktaha. They are all liberated souls. And we are all bound souls. And therefore, if the soul is one alone, if Atma is one alone, then, if one Atma gets liberated, all of them should get liberated. If one Atma is bound, all of them should be bound. If one Atma is happy, all of them should be happy. If one Atma is unhappy, all of them should be unhappy. And therefore, if you accept that Atma is one alone, you cannot explain the diversity of experiences in our life. We find that everyone experiences, the experience of everyone is different from that of another one. And that diversity cannot be explained unless we accept that Atma in one person is different from the Atma in another person. And then alone it can be explained that even though one person is liberated, other persons are still bound because each one has to work for their own liberation. So, Bandha Mukti Vyavasthasam, for the Vyavastha or the order to explain the bondage and liberation, that some people are bound and some are liberated, for their explanation or for explaining that particular phenomenon, we have to accept multiplicity of Atma, just as the Nayayikas also have accepted it. <coughs> Where did you find this Prakriti? That there is such an entity called Prakriti, do you have any kind of a Pramanam? Do you have any kind of a source to establish the existence of Prakriti? So, Prakriti Sadbhave, Purushasya Asangatvecha, Shrutim Udaharati. He quotes here the Shruti Yodhi Upanishad, saying that Prakriti Sadbhave, that there is an factor called Prakriti is there, matter is there. Purushasya Asangatvecha, and that Purusha the Atma is Asangaha unconnected. Both of these views are found in the Upanishad. That there is an entity called Prakriti, and that Purusha is Asangaha or unconnected. Both of these have the validity from the statements of Upanishad. And therefore, to validate their opinion, they quote here the Shruti in the verse 101. <coughs> Mahatav Paramavyaktam Iti Prakriti Ruchyade Shutava Sangata Tadvata 
అసంగోహీత్యతఃస్ఫుట మహత పరమ అవ్యక్తం ఇది ప్రకృతి ఉచ్చతే సో కఠోపనిషత్ మహత పరమ అవ్యక్తం ఇంద్రియభ్య పరాశర్త అర్థేభ్య పరం మన మనసస్తు పరాబుద్ధి బుద్ధి ఆత్మా మహాన్ పర మహత పరమ అవ్యక్తం అవ్యక్తాత్ పురుష పర సో దట్ అవ్యక్తం విచ్ కఠోపనిషత్ టాక్స్ అబౌట్ ఈజ్ అలోన్ అవర్ ప్రకృతి దేశే సో దట్ ఈస్ దట్ అవ్యక్త దట్ అన్మెనిఫెస్ట్ ఆఫ్ ది ఉపనిషత్ అలోన్ ఇస్ వాట్ యూ కాల్ ప్రకృతి ఆర్ మ్యాటర్ అండ్ దే కాల్ ఇట్ ప్రధానం ఇస్ అ మ్యాటర్ ఫ్యాక్ట్ సో గుణానాం సామ్యావస్థ ప్రధానం వెన్ యు సత్వరజస్ అండ్ తమస్ ఆల్ దిస్ త్రీ గుణాస్ ఆర్ ఇన్ బ్యాలెన్స్ ఇన్ ఇక్విలిబ్రియం ఎట్ దట్ టైమ్ దర్ ఇస్ నో యాక్టివిటీ అట్ ఆల్ దిస్ ఇస్ వాట్ యూ కాల్ ద స్టేట్ ఆఫ్ డిజల్యూషన్ ఆర్ ప్రళయ వెన్ దర్ ఇస్ ఇన్ బ్యాలెన్స్ ఇన్ దిస్ త్రీ గుణాస్ దెన్ ద యాక్టివిటీ బిగిన్స్ లైక్ ద బిలియర్ బాల్స్ అండ్ ఆల్ ఆఫ్ దెమ్ ఆర్ ప్రాపర్లీ అరేంజ్ దర్ ఇస్ నో మూమెంట్ అట్ ఆల్ you just touch one ball and all of them start rolling and so also a little imbalance comes in these three gunas then we have this whole process of evolution taking place so pradhanam is that balanced state of equilibrium between the three gunas and that alone is called avyaktam so meaning that this entity called avyakta or pradhanam matter has a, a sanction or has also its acceptance in the upanishad సో మహత పరమ అవ్యక్తం ఇది ప్రకృతి ఉచ్చతే శృతి సేజ్ శృతి ఫస్ట్ అవ్యక్తం టాక్స్ అబౌట్ అవర్ ప్రకృతి అండ్ శృతౌ అసంగత సేమ్ మేనర్ అసంగోహిఫుట ఫుట్ నో నంబర్ త్రీ అసంగోషయం పురుషః ఇది బృహదారణికోపనిషేజ్ అయం పురుషః అసంగహ దిస్ పురుషోది ఆత్మ ఇస్ అసంగహ టోటలీ అన్అటాచ్డ్ ఆర్ అన్కనెక్టెడ్ so that shupani the statement of upanishad also shutau asangata sphuta in the shruti of the upanishad we find that atma is asangah the unattachment so unattached nature of the atma is very clearly stated in upanishad therefore we say that purusha is what asangah because upanishad also says and we say that there is prakruti or matter because upanishad also i mean accepts the presence of avyakta or prakruti So in these verses, the author has presented here the position of the Sankhyas. <coughs> and this will be also refuted later on. The only difference we have between Sankhya and Vedanta is that Vedanta does not accept the multiplicity of Atma. We say Atma is one. If one Atma can explain the life, we need not imagine many Atmas. Because that is a dosha. If you accept too many factors, that is called a defective thinking. If one factor can explain, you should not accept two. So if one Atma, even oneness of Atma can explain all experiences in life, there is no reason for you to imagine the multiplicity of Atma. And so multiplicity of Atma is refuted. And then what Sankhya says is pretty close to what... Of course, another problem with Sankhya is that they imagine Prakriti as another reality. And we say that Prakriti is Mithya. So two major places where we depart from Sankhya is that the Atma is one, not multiple, at the same time Prakriti is Mithya and not real. And that will be taken up later on. <coughs> Om Purnamadas Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamidam
ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯದೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಕೃತ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇದಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದ ವಿಭಾಗಿನ ವ್ಯೋಮವ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ